0: I think I'm ready. Cool. I think I'm ready. I've been in the house way too long. Welcome to the Side by Sci under the Believe Podcast Network. It is indeed a podcast about black science fiction and fantasy and staying on the same page as a what been Family. A family. Today, for episode 111, we'll be discussing emotions and the comic run Far Sector, created by N.K. Jemison and Jamal Campbell. I'm just gonna go grab that real quick. Ben, you stall for a minute.
3: Uh, no need to stall, because we're family, and family loves each other. Unless you're one of those families. Who, like, kills everybody in the family. Like, one of the true crime families. Uh, Because they don't really, we don't want to be that kind of family. Let
0: me tell you. Here's the thing. For those of you who are possibly looking for a career in entertainment or Or comedy. Or serial killing. Or serial killing. Let me tell you. A couple of rules to follow. Just just yes and, okay? If somebody's like, hey, you got my back for a minute? You don't say, no need to have your back. It's just like, yeah, yeah just just, just take the back and enhance the back. I have the Did back. Did you hear the first thing you said was like, no need to stall? And then you proceeded to stall. You got this. This is real time coaching. Stalling, stalling sounds to me is like, well, I'm good. it's like, it's fake. It doesn't it. have to be that. It can be like. We're, we're glad to see y'all this week. You know, we're getting there. This show has been running for two years, and we are still working on our hosting every single week. I love you, Ben. I love you, too. Great. See, you see, you just yes-ended me. All right, anyway, we want to shout you. out some other people that really, really love us, and those people are our patrons. Remember, you can be a patron for $1, $2, $5 a month, baby. That is a special opportunity for you to join us in some behind-the-scenes content. And also, join us for our Sunday yoga series that I have been teaching, and that is at 10 AM PST on Sundays. It's a 30-minute yoga class. Anyway, shout out to some special patrons, Julia Cooper, Jenny, Penny O, Tahalia, Talia, Caitlyn Marsico, Marcico, Marcico, Amy, Stephanie Bender, and India Johnson. Thank you so much. We love y'all. We love y'all. Anyway. I'm going to yeah. kick it off to you, Vin. We're, we're going to be, be talking, talking about,
3: about emotions. <laughs> so you know, when, now when we're you, on the same page you, as a family. When you kick off something to somebody, that means that oh, I'm going to kick it off to you. You're right. You're and right. And you don't say anything else. I got you. I missed okay.
0: my cue there. So we're
3: we're learning. You see how
0: I took that feedback? We're learning. We're learning real time. Oh my gosh, you didn't pull that really good comment. Go, why don't you talk to people um, for a second about how you've been, so I can go pull that really fun comment uh, from Apple Podcasts. Go ahead.
3: Uh, wait, no, don't, don't, don't read too many Apple podcasts because then we'll run out of
0: them. (laughs) I mean, it's just literally one more. You you found this one liner and I was like, Ben, where's, where's that good, good. Where's that person that kind of shaded us? Yeah. Uh, anyway, how you been, babe?
3: Okay. Um, we are, well, I was, I'm fine. I thought I was supposed to. I thought you were kicking off to me to ask the question. You're asking. I'm okay, kick it off. I'm, how have we? How have you been? We've talked about. I don't like asking. Okay, people, then how ask have something you been?
0: Else. Just, just, just go with the flow. We're, we're, uh, we're live. There is no
3: flow except the flow that we make.
0: All right. I'm just gonna be stop talking. Why don't you talk to the people?
3: No, I'm not talking to the people. I have a question for you, Amber. I
0: can do two things at once. What's your question?
3: I need your undivided attention.
0: You have it. What's up? <laughs> difficult today like we don't talk to each other every single day talk to the people
3: okay so and me we are going to be talking about emotions and amber you are a a very emotion full person go on yes how do you control your emotions
0: uh okay sometimes it Emotions are interesting because I'll think of how I control my emotions just like when I'm just sitting with myself and then sometimes how I control my emotions when like we're not having the best energy. Right. Uh, So one thing that really helps me is I like to think about my emotions as something that needs to be like reset and recalibrated. Like right now I'm having a moment where I'm like, oh, we should kind of like I'm I'm not going to say like this is a formal reset, but I'll do something like, you know what? I don't know. Maybe Ben and I were just a little nervous coming onto the set because we're like, the minute this baby goes down to sleep, yeah, like, we got to hop on the air. Time. So then we like rush into things and that's okay. So sometimes it just takes a moment to be like, I'm going to acknowledge that I was rushing and my emotions might have got the best of me here. Um, And so hopefully sometimes that is my way of like recalibrating the situation. But Ben, you know how I am. I'll, I'll say like, I feel myself getting escalated. I feel myself getting she heated for the following reason. I give so many freaking warnings. Do I not? You do, yep. And sometimes you take those warnings and fuck with me, or sometimes you say like, "I I see why you're getting frustrated. Let me give you a minute to like de-escalate." You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I think I do that recalibration for myself as well. Like I'll see an email and say to myself like, "All right, all, all right." Like I'm I'm having a little bit of anxiety this week because, uh, real tea. If you're ever an influencer or like a self-employed or an independent contractor, sorry, I got to put my leg on your uh, lap. Of any kind. You just get anxiety- because nobody ever pays for things on time. Yeah, and and I'm not, part. please don't feel sorry for me or try to send me money. It's not even that. It's just like, I'll do a job for somebody and they're supposed to pay in 30 days and it comes on day 45 or it comes yeah. on day 40. And I'm just kind of so tired of this. And my agents are just like, but that's just how the business goes. But And I'm just like, well, that's not how the bills go, girl. <laughs> Girlies, yeah, you have the to... bills are always paid. You can't be 15 minutes late on your bills. So that's, Ow- but again, Owning your own business,
3: problem. you need, like a significant amount of cushion. Like ultimately, it's the best way to, to, you know, I think the best way to live life is to work for yourself. You don't have to work Absolutely. for anybody else. Yes, but you do need a cushion because your income is not as consistent. So you have to be smart about it. Ultimately, right. down the road, it is better. Yeah. But uh, and like I said,
0: I want to be mindful. I'm I'm not complaining to people like bitch. You work for you get to work on your own schedule. But if you I hopefully you can relate if you've ever been paid late for a job like that. That was my uh, through line there.
3: So you. Yeah. So the way you regulate your emotion. is That's something that has made you pretty emotionful. Yes. Because
0: I used to just operate and get mad and get sad. And then like, you know, when I started dating you, I can't just like you brought that attention to me. You're like, sometimes we're having a good day and then you just switch. And sometimes mm. we're having a great day and then you just get quiet. So what I'm trying to do is do a better job of like, let me mark the switch with words. Like, <laughs> let me say, I'm about to give you the silent treatment because I'm upset about the following. So in- and I feel like that softens the blow. How do you regulate your emotions?
3: Uh, t- mostly just cracking jokes for, <laughs> yeah, I crack jokes or I try to give myself context so if something is happening, like or, for example, you know, not being paid on time. I'm like, well, we are making money. Like some people are not making money. So you sort, I sort of talk myself out of it. Yeah, you know, or like, uh, and then an example of giving a joke yesterday. I made this crazily delicious cod, um, bit- oh it- my god, oh no, <laughs> and I made them, and uh, I just you know I put a decent amount of effort into it, you really seasoning did. and mm. planning and the potatoes really good and it's like you layer the potatoes out and then you put the cod on top after you season the cod with like salt, pepper, thyme, lemon, garlic, garlic, all this it was really good and then you bake it so you bake the potatoes, take the potatoes out half bake then you bake the cod on top of the potatoes and the cod juice sort of seeps into the potatoes. It's really good and I get it out, and I give amber and You know, sunset is at four forty-five, so I make it early and I go out on my run and I'm enjoying my run. It's really nice. I'm seeing the sun setting and I'm like, you know what? You know, Amber will have eaten when we get back and I'll eat something. Maybe we could walk out and do a little walk around the reservoir (laughs) and I come in and Amber's just looking pissed the fuck off, so angry. She she has not a hint of a smile. Usually you always have a hint of a smile. Right now you have a hint of a smile. Amber just lives in pretty much a constant state of hinting at a smile. Or so always salmon. on the corner or of her lips. And she just, her eyes have just turned into this dead glazed look like a gla freshly glazed salmon. Just nothing is coming out of them. And she's, uh, she's, you know, Amber does, uh, you know, it's like a, uh, yeah, okay, what is that? What dragon happened. breath, the dragon breath on yoga. <laughs> so I walk in and she says, Gucci ate the rest of your meal. And I was like, wait, what? Uh, and it was a lot of I, cod and I a lot of potatoes. And I it went was to a whole big plate.
0: <laughs> I went to change the kid's diaper for two seconds. Like I had my eye on it the whole time. Gucci had had his dinner. Gucci had been and Gucci walked, had his eye on it the whole and time too, I went guess. upstairs to change her diaper. And I came back down and it was gone. And so my initial thought, because I knew I had fed Gucci, and it was high up on the counter. Yeah. So my initial thought was, oh my God. Someone broke into our <laughs> oh, home that's and ate Ben's dinner. Like, who is in my house right now? And then I got closer to the bowl and I was like, oh no, this is like a clean Nick. platter and then some lemon pieces on the floor, like, like a f- fucked up Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> and I just, I felt so guilty because you spent so much time. Uh, no, we we are not talking to you today, Gucci. I'm just kidding. I, I just felt so horrible because you spent a lot of time and effort making that meal, and then you were like, "I'm gonna eat it as soon as I get back." And so the minute you walked in, I was like, "Please let me order you something yeah. to go. Please, please, please. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so." I, and sorry. I was
3: cracking jokes about you know. Yeah, you
0: do crack jokes.
3: Uh, and I and I was like, it's okay. Like at least someone got at least someone got to enjoy it. At least now, Ben, some sort of sentient being got to enjoy it. You
0: ben, know? you know. Now, sometimes you crack jokes, but sometimes you kind of have little temper tantrums. Yeah. Like, you're not going to tell the people about your temper tantrum so this morning? I threw
3: a tantrum. <laughs> I also started laughing after I threw my temper tantrum. You did,
0: but when you're, th- when you're throwing like, your ah, tantrum. Like,
3: I made like a perfect omelet today, and, <laughs> and dropped it. it dropped as I was taking out the- Oh, it dropped. Yeah, the croissants. Yeah, I didn't drop it. No, I was taking out the croissants, and- uh, from the oven i was making bacon and a perfect omelet that i'd flipped just right he and did got, he did it looked so pretty it was like giving restaurant brunch style you know not like high class more of like a decent brunch that you would go and you have you know unlimited mimosas that right. kind of brunch anyway i take it out and i accidentally hit the handle and it f- like flips out and falls on the floor and i was like ah and i have the spatula i'm like hitting the spatula i'm like ah!
0: yeah yeah he's having like a a physical like, kids ah!
3: tantrum and me and Wilder just like you good but i'm also laughing at the same time because yeah. it is funny. i
0: mean you're not like breaking pots and pans you're just like hitting like getting a little bit of anger out i was like ah. but sometimes i'm like all right now i'm gonna give I woke you up i'm gonna early give you one more minute everything. to have your fit but that's okay we all
3: i woke up early to do it too so
0: we all have our emotional moments it's fine uh, yeah.
3: Well, you know, I was thinking about this phrase "get on my nerves" because sometimes you say that,
0: like Ben, you getting on my nerves now. Yeah, yes, yes been... that that's one way I I give you a warning.
3: Sometimes, sometimes I think your nerves are this separate entity of you, and they're they like, are... same, like almost like a uh, Medusa tentacles or something, and they're sticking out. That and then, that's how then there's like work. little there's like little bends of me that I'm splurting out. They're like popping out. And then I'm jumping on yeah, your and nerves. Yeah, you're just like, and, boing, I'm, oing, 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 and I'm jumping and I'm like, on your nerves. You're
0: like a gnat. And I'm so just I, like... Well,
3: yeah, sometimes nerves are this almost, they almost act as a separate entity of ourselves. Yeah. So the, the book we're reading today, Far Sector by N.K. Jemison. That's and, right. Uh, uh, Jamal Campbell deals with emotions and what it would be like in a society without emotions.
0: It's also really interesting because a lot of the way that we learn how to behave obviously is from our parents. And so essentially when you bring two households together, you just bring like years of parents and grandparents and who the fuck ever like influencing a kid on like, like I want always, obviously we're raising a kid together now and I want her, like she's going to learn how humans behave from us So if you ever see her like throwing a little physical tantrum, which is going to happen or I just I just want to learn it
3: from. I need to learn to regulate. Yeah, we
0: yeah. Like and not like like I just I, I do want to teach her like it is okay to have feelings. Feelings are a part of what makes us human. But at what point do we let those feelings like get the best of us or or sometimes I really have to zoom out. Like, I have to, you know me, I'm always like, oh, Amber, zoom out. Like, you really are like a good person and you're working really hard. And just because this paycheck hasn't come doesn't mean that you're not a good provider for your family. No, you're not. Uh, But it it feels that way way. when when things drop the ball, you're always like, well, what else could I have done? Yeah.
3: So sometimes people sort of go this other direction. They're like, "Okay, from their parents. No, just emotions. So okay. you're like, this. I have this terrible emotion, so let's get rid of all emotion. Yeah. Right? And this book sort of deals with that, the yeah. tyranny of getting rid of all emotions. But I was thinking about when it, when is it okay to be tyrannical, right? For example, with a kid, sometimes you have to be tyrannical. Like a kid doesn't want to go to a dentist. <laughs> sometimes you don't want to go to the dentist. No, I
0: had a full so. meltdown at the yesterday, <laughs> to be honest
3: and so you force a kid to get into the dentist chair. So I was thinking about this question, when is it okay to be tyrannical? Like forcing someone to do something for their own benefit.
0: Uh I think it's okay to be tyrannical if well it's interesting because like teeth teeth health is like like we know this is what's best for you, but some some other things might be like well this is what we feel is best for you based yeah. on like our religious principles our philosophies for life um i think it's okay to be tyrannical when it comes to like a very clear and present physical health issue physical but yeah. it's it's also okay to say like You know, this dentist made me feel uncomfortable because they didn't talk me through each of the things they were doing. Mm. This OBGYN didn't say like, now you're about to feel a little bit of cold pressure. Now you, like that stuff is very important to me. And I definitely had a moment yesterday at the dentist where I was like, oh, you're just going in there. Oh, my whole jaw is numb. Like, why? I I know I was coming in. some updates. Yeah. I know I was coming in for this specific thing. And I know you, to you, this is a routine procedure, but to me, it's not. So... I, I do need a little bit of coddling when it comes to physical pain and things like that. So,
3: it's okay to be tyrannical if it involves some sort of physical ailment.
0: Yeah, like an actual ailment. Which, what if that might... person
3: doesn't want that treatment though? Right.
0: I think, I think it's easy to persuade a kid. Like, hey. Like, do you, this is what happens to your teeth if you don't take care of your teeth. This is what happens to your bones if you don't take care of your bones. Sometimes what is um, interesting to me is, and this might be like, well, parents can do what they want with kids. And I get that. But this is just like, if you ask me, sometimes I see kids in pain for things that are like just vanity. Like a kid like screaming, getting their ears pierced. And I'm just like. Well, Was
3: this worth it Yeah, to get the ears I, pierced? I don't,
0: right. And which I I know tons of people all the time are like, why aren't you getting Wild's ears pierced? Because I'm like, because when she's a teenager, so I'm just going to let her go and say like, is this something you want? Yes or no? It's like, I don't know. Because at the end of the day, like a girl needing to get her ear pierced is kind of wrapped in like gender roles and vanity. And I'm not judging you if you did that to your kid. My mom pierced my kid my ears as a young girl. but Or when I see like a child like screaming through getting their hair braided, sometimes I'm kind of just like, it's not worth it. Is this really worth it? Like, and I get it. It's uh, I, I was a child who I, I wasn't very tender-headed as a kid. You know what tender-headed means?
3: Yeah, yeah. You, you taught me. What does it mean? It means that the roots on your hair are <laughs> tender. So when you get brushed, you're like, ah. yeah,
0: yeah. That's, that's great. So I wasn't tender-headed as a kid, but my sister kind of really was, and just like sometimes I'm like, there has to be another solution of what we can do to her hair than just, like, forcing her through this pain. Like, she's screaming, she's being held down, and what is all this for? A cute picture? Like, there must yeah. be a style where this pain is totally unnecessary. Um, so th- it, it is those things where I decide, like, just just give them a natural style because to be a young black girl millennial age is to mean, like, a, a lot of potential traumatic experiences happened to you as a young child. But now there's we're we're seeing thankfully like people embracing their natural hair textures more, but as kids, most of us just all got perms. Yeah. And and they were painful. So it was just kind of like why are we like screaming our heads off to make our hair like different from how it grows out of our head? Was like it, this isn't necessary.
3: But I feel like it's not unique to now. I feel like there were there are moments where, you know, the Black Power Movement, pe- yes. you know, parents in the Black Power Movement were not forcing their kids to have, like, these natural...
0: For sure, uh, but you know. something happened in the 90s where, and I'm sure there's a, a dissertation on this, where, like, a lot of uh, chemical relaxers oh, were they're... just marketed to Black children and Black families. I think there was And a so mo- we all, like, every two to three weeks, sound off if this is your story as well as a little Black girl, but we all, every two to three weeks, were just getting perms and they and hot combs to the head to look like... Yeah presentable and respectable and like we took care of our bodies and those are the times where i'm just like this is not like i mean obviously i don't don't have deep trauma for this and at at some point you know i I bleach my hair pretty regularly now too but those are the times going back to your question where it's not okay to be as Mm -hmm. tyrannical i'm just like just i don't know anyway
3: yeah, let's read some uh, reviews, some podcast reviews. Yes,
0: we have two fun reviews to read. Do you want to read the first one? Uh, I-, I added that yeah, second you read, review. Read, read both of them. Read yeah. both of them? Okay, so this one's from Be More Black. Love your name, obviously. Found y'all on IG. Came to hear the show and I love it. Signed, a new pod fan. At my faves, call me Gigi. At my faves, call me Gigi. We love you. Thank you so much for leaving a review. Y'all, that review was one sentence long. So please leave even just a one sentence review, a one word review. These do mean a lot to us. Now, this one is very interesting, but I I do appreciate that this person left a review. Okay, this review is from Kiki at 1977. Kiki at 1977 writes, I first encountered Amber and Ben on TikTok. Amber's hilarious and Ben's her biggest fan. However, I'm a groupie. You're a groupie. However, when I began listening to the podcast, their banter rubbed me the wrong way. I felt like Amber was really mean and disrespectful to her husband. It was difficult to listen to. But I love the topics, and Ben's fashion for sci-fi has piqued my own interest as well. So I continue to listen. I don't know if y'all have been in therapy, or I've just gotten used to how y'all communicate, but their exchanges have grown on me, and it's evident that Amber adores Ben. I love listening to you weekly and have purchased books based off of your reviews. Keep up the good work. What, what is your initial response to that, Ben?
3: My initial response is that uh, you you have learned to be a little bit less uh uh disrespectful or like interrupting you've learned to not interrupt cuz we would listen back and Amber would be like wow I do interrupt Ben a lot fair so you you've had to learn cuz you are high energy you are the comedian you are the high energy one and i think this podcast has helped us to be a little bit more like pause listen respond instead of thinking of our response before we're done listening
0: Right. I You know, here's the thing about it. Two things can be true at once. Two things can be true at once. One, okay, well, maybe three things can be true at once. <laughs> One, we always be in therapy. And I, I never want to frame therapy as like, y'all need to go to therapy. I don't know. Like, we went to premarital therapy. We've gone to therapy just for prevention. We've gone to therapy for like, hey, we're going to be new parents. We want to get some therapy. So, Are they wrong in saying that maybe, I don't know if y'all been to therapy or not. They're not wrong, but it just, it, 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 it felt like a read. It felt like kind of a dig. It's like, I don't know what's going on with you two. Y'all need some therapy, but that's fine. Uh, The second thing is we both, the, the nature of a podcast lends itself to learning how to communicate better. Sure. Right. And so I will give them that. This is the third thing for me. And this is not a direct dig at this person because I do appreciate that they gave us a review and a five star review, a five star, a five star review of that, and they people. said they're here to stay. Yeah. What is interests me? This is a larger conversation. I think we. It is. I think sometimes based on like race and gender. Yeah. This is a common critique of me. Yeah. And I question if I was dating a black man would so many people be like you're disrespectful you're da 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 but i think something about you being white just gives this natural persona of like well he's helpless and she's Mm. aggressive and she's this like whereas when i like hang out and shoot the shit with my brother and call him a face people would never bat an eye at you
3: you would never but you would never call your brother a face to his face yeah what what would you actually say be, like, you're being you're being a dick. Like, stop
0: acting like a dumbass. Like yeah, we, yeah, we would, would talk say to it each like other that. like that. You would say it like but if that. I did yeah. that to you, I am mean. I yeah, am disrespectful. And and we are friends. Also, and we are lovers. And and I'm not saying I've never been disrespectful or mean to you. Not, not, not that. But in the times that you've been mean to me, nobody would ever say like, "Oh my God!" Like this man is being so mean to his wife. But yeah. there's something about this trope of like she's a bitch wife. She's an yeah. aggressive black girl that that I will never stop getting by by nature of being with you
3: yeah that's always something that sits in the back of your mind like you have to be like am I authentically being disrespectful or am I just playing around right which which is a question I really don't have to ask myself because I'm always being disrespectful and you
0: also see that's the one the two you also see both sides of me you also see like for every time that Amber has yelled Ben loudly, yeah. she's like cuddled and kissed and surprised yeah. more, and more obvious. and rubbed her face in my balls. So, yeah. so you get to see all that that people don't. And um, but that once again, I'm not trying to comfort this person, but I do get a lot of like. Look at that wife being so disrespectful yes. to her husband. And I think it, a lot of that is rooted in patriarchy. I, I think when a lot to,
3: of that's the initial thought that a lot of people see. But this but person sounds like out, a long, or, but also is a time listener. That so part, they might get that like, more context Correct. to, to Correct. how we interact. And yes. I think there are times where like you have made a joke and that joke has gone viral. On on a platform, and the people are like, "Wow, this is so look at terrible!" Her bullying her, his yeah, or, her, uh, his or th- wife. <laughs> this is an inappropriate joke or whatever. Right. And then, and they're Whereas like, if oh. you
0: said if you if you look on paper and saw. Wow. Here is a couple. If you opened up a pamphlet, a pamphlet and you said, wow, look at this couple. One person in this couple relationship is a comedian who uh, works hard to create content, who edits things, who drives the boat. And one person is it, What is that supportive partner who also helps with all this content? But like one of these people is sort of like leading the creative stuff. Yeah and if and the person who's leading the creative stuff makes some executive moves every now and yeah. then but if you said and the person that makes the executive move is a woman then it's like well she's probably just a bitch and you're just like no she's mm. <laughs> then yeah that she's making necessary moves the, so uh, that the, the couple can, so that the unit can prosper but that's tangential because at the end of the day i'm always grateful for apple podcast reviews we have yes. been to therapy we have learn to speak to each other with more love and care and i've learned that the internet appreciates uh the cheesy loving moments of us too so a, a critique for me is like i can do a better job of showing some more loving moments would you agree
1: you're like
3: Bitch, fuck this.
0: we want to just get into the book
3: A 100% A 100% i do want to get into the book let's, right. get into let's get into the book let's get into the book the book
4: for those who embrace the impossible the defender 110 is up for the adventure This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, complemented by an interior built with integrity. The Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender.
3: All right, so we read Far Sector by N.K. Jemisin. The artwork is by Jamal Campbell. Absolutely fantastic. Y'all should buy it. It's Correct. a self-contained story. It's part of the Young Animal series, which is being curated by Gerard Way. And for those who don't know, essentially comic books can be super overwhelming. And there's so, so many different kinds of comic books. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult to start reading a series when you have to read you know, 60 years worth of story.
0: Correct. So Young Animal
3: is sort of the attempt of DC. Um, DC has sort of two projects called uh, Young Animal and then DC, um, I think it's like DC Black or something, where you create these self-contained stories. So you don't have to read all the context. So I think like DC Black Label is essentially stories that occur outside of the official canon of the DC universe mm-hmm. and Young Animal series are stories that take place so outside of uh the realm of the canon that they you know, creators are allowed to do their own thing. Got it. it makes sense. I like that because
0: Perfect. it can be very intimidating dating to start it's, like if you're like, Hey, I want to start reading comics read and then people and are like, well, you can't just start. You got to start with this, this, this these yeah. classics go, and then you got to oh, transfer to these writers and comics. And you're just like, well, forget it.
3: Yeah. Sort of like watching the rings of power. You have to watch all the other three movies and it would be helpful of the, you know, of the Lord of the Rings. It'd be helpful to watch the three Hobbit movies to understand the rings of power. And that's like 10 hours of television where something like far sector, you could just read it on its own. It's a green lantern mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know anything about Green Lantern?
0: I know that there was a really bad Ryan Reynolds movie with Green Lantern, but that is it. I've never seen it, do you know so what, I can't say that it's. We talked shit about this last week, but I cannot confirm that it's bad. I guess. But do you know um, what? You know what?
3: It. Deadpool did to that movie? No. So he went back in time. He got a time travel and shot Ryan Reynolds, so he would never have to take that role.
0: Oh, that's funny. Or I think I think I or like, like that. he yeah he like kills Green all... Lantern supposed to be a black man at one point? Uh, there, so.
3: Oh, yes. So that is a great... Qu- Green Lantern is a group of basically like international um, or cosmic peacekeepers, I should say. Cosmic so they're, peacekeepers. So okay. th- there are many different Green Lanterns. <laughs> so there is a black Green Lantern. Gotcha. There is a white... And they're all... They have different names and different backstories, etc.
0: And Green Lantern is DC.
3: Green Lantern is DC. Correct. Okay. So, yeah. And I think Deadpool 2, Deadpool gets... Um, and Deadpool is played by Ryan Reynolds. Got it. And he's known for breaking the fourth wall, but he goes back in time and, like shoots Ryan Reynolds. That's so funny. So he doesn't I love have to that. take that. Uh, anyway, so yeah, but Green Lanterns, they have these rings and it allows them to conjure anything their imagination um, can think of. And right. the only limit is their own imagination and then the sort of power source of the ring. That's sort of like, th- that's really the only thing you really need to know about the Green Lanterns. And they're sort of hired by these like blue people who are these like cosmic masters of the universe or whatever. Okay. And, and they're sent to different places to help people. Just so like- a
0: ring that can do anything your imagination conjures. Got it.
3: Right. So, for example, something that I like thinking about is if I had a Green Lantern ring, like what would I do with it? And I was okay. thinking. Like I would imagine like a new instrument that would be like a cross between a violin and a lawnmower, because I like lawnmower sounds because they're so like aggressive and like and then the violin has such a high pitch that you create this new instrument and then you could put it in like a metal melodic metal sound. What would you imagine with your Green Lantern ring?
0: (laughs) I would like a ring that would freeze time. Or not so much freeze time, but help oh. me move. What's that one character from, like, days of future's past who can, like, he goes so quickly, but to the um, audience, yeah. it, it's like, sweet dream. Like, he oh, can yeah, yeah. he can sort of slow things down, like the clock guy play, The guy who played
3: Dahmer. Yes. What's his name? It's Evan yeah. Peters. Yes.
0: Uh, I, I would love something that does that, because I just feel every day like I'm running out of time. Like, I mm. wake up, and then... I, like, sneeze, and it's nighttime. Or you sneeze and and your
3: baby's seven seven months old. I
0: know, and so I... Which I would never, like, want to stunt her growth or anything, but some (laughs) days I'm just, like wow, I have not read my kid a story in like three days. Or I remember like last week you went to story time. And I know I joked about how bad the librarian was, but I was kind of really sad at one moment that I was like taking a meeting so I couldn't go. And so those are the times where I'm like, ooh, if I just froze time a little bit, I could take the meeting and do the laundry and go to story time. So something time related. I I just feel like I'm running out of time. Mm. Why do you write like you're running out of time? Oh,
3: you know what would be? I, I don't know if the Green Lantern, uh, the the ring, that ring of power can actually freeze time or do something with like the time continuum. I think you can imagine something outside of you. Got it. But it's not well, like in this at story,
0: all... she was able to travel because of the yeah, ring, right? She, she's able Traveled to travel different timelines. No,
3: no, 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 no. So at one point, she's able to imagine herself into a computer. Like okay. she pushes herself into a computer. Got it. So that sort of, which I thought was like a cool use of the ring.
0: Yeah, but, but we did jump around timelines. Uh, just, just to, to have show, background. To, okay. to have
3: like background okay. and understand how she got there. So yeah. It was me- unclear
0: to me if when that was like the use of the ring versus like just a story.
3: <laughs> which, which by the way, I was, comics themselves are sort of this non linear storytelling. I've, I've been reading this yep. book by Rebecca Wazo called um, uh, The Character. The character of ourselves, and oh, is about, that that scary? Yeah, it's oh. it's, it's about uh, black comic creators and how they engage in, um, you know, personhood within comics. So Got in it. American yeah. comics, so of course, uh, so but uh, but reading a reading a comic, you're given all the images at once. So you might be reading, but you're also looking back. So your mm-hmm. your mind is getting all of the story at once. On, yes. on each page, which is sort of a nonlinear storytelling. Anyway, this story is about uh, Sojourner Joe Mullion, who is sent. She is a lantern. She is recruited to become a lantern. Yes. And she is sent to the farthest realm of, like, the universe called the Far Sector. Um, I think it's, like, the City of the Endi- of the Enduring. I think mm-hmm. it's the name of City it. City Enduring. Mm-hmm. City Enduring. And she's sent there to help solve a murder in a society that hasn't seen a murder in 500 years. And this murderless society is the result of the leaders deciding to get rid of all emotions through this virus that sort of infects your brain, yes,
0: yeah, so they don't walk around like zombies, no. they just don't have like intense emotional feelings have... yes. they don't they all decisions are made based on logic,
3: yes, uh yeah, so a couple of like cool world building things I wanted to talk to you about is yes. this idea of currency
0: yes, so oh, sorry, I keep saying yes, yes,
3: <laughs> yes, uh. Memes are used as currency in this world, mm-hmm. which I thought was like very clever. And there's this uh, civilization called the At At. They're just sentient AI, and they use memes, which I thought like is creative. Because you like memes. Imagine if like you got to pay for your groceries with all the memes you send me. Amber sends me memes.
0: I do, and I hate when you're like, mm. yeah, meh. I I liked that that. Was the form of currency? There were definitely times where I'm like, I mean, it's supposed to be, it's lighthearted and fun, but I think it's those moments that make me feel like, oh, well, comics are supposed to be more lighthearted and more childlike. But there were some theme, and you can like, you know, drag me. There were some themes that, juxtaposed. That was very offensive, but I know we'll, it was. We'll I know, that. but that, but. As I'm working to break the stereotype that that comments are just for kids, memes being used as currency was uh, interesting. Like, was like, oh, it's just lighthearted. So, so, so let me say this: it it was hard in moments b- because the memes were juxtaposed with some pretty heavy themes. So at one like part, murder, murder, and slavery. So like at some point, there are you know people who have been trafficked and and now turn become slave that people who have been enslaved and instead of you know doing uh like working fields or you know tending to crops or whatever these slaves are making memes so there's a level of uh the the impact of the enslavement was kind of trivialized in a way because it was like Oh, they're, but they're making, they're doing it for me. I I don't know.
3: Yeah. Well, I think the memes you often sent me are funny, but there are memes out there that propagate like neo-Nazism and they propagate. I know, but this book specifically was like,
0: they make cat memes and dog memes all day, which was cute and funny, but it kind of just like, I don't know, which is so, I, I I hate that about myself. I hate that sometimes I'm such an adult that my imagination is just like stifled, but I felt the, the same way at first in, um, everything everywhere all at once um again if you haven't seen it just like you know go check it out but there are some scenes where it's like okay this is so outrageous and absurd that like i'm I'm taken out of it now like uh, i'm you know I'm, I'm almost like too adult for the, it which is stupid i'm so not the fight scene
3: it. with the dildos sort of uh, yeah you're
0: kind of just like
1: all <laughs> sort of right out. well I, i'm not trying to <laughs> sit here fingers. and watch people
0: yeah fight with big giant penises like it's funny but like I'm not gonna take time to do this. I'm gonna go finish White Lotus season two. <laughs> you know, so there were a couple you times take life too seriously, Amber. I know, but I just like I, I really enjoyed the story. I do want to start with that, but something about memes as currency sort of took me out of the story at some points. So I was like, oh my god! All right, like, let's this let's talk about this whole stuff. intergalactic war is about cat let's, memes. Let's <laughs> like, who cares? You know. Well, we'll we'll come
3: back to that currency and it's okay. important important part of the plot. But w- something a little bit more serious is something that I love to talk about is the ken So in this far sector of the universe, there are three civilizations. You have like the at at, which are sentient AI, and they refer to biological people as meat salads, which I thought was funny. Yes, that's cute. So I'm like Amber's my favorite meat salad.
0: Oh.
3: Uh and then <laughs> there's the Topley which are this plant-based sentient group of people. And they have a compulsion to like eat other biologicals, uh, which is sort of an honor. And We're respect. biologicals, right? Yeah, biologicals are like people with with flesh, so they like to eat people. They're carnivorous plants, yep. but they're sentient, and they've learned to control that. But it made me think of mortuary cannibalism, which is the practice of eating your um, beloved dead ones. With- oh. Yeah, uh, the I know the Wari is an indigenous tribe in Brazil, and well, they, now I'm an asshole. Yes, Keep and going. they <laughs> they actually do this, um, or did before they were completely colonized, um, and it's sort of the utmost respect to like eat your diseased ones as like the pruner.
0: Mm. But what? Okay, now the diseased part is sending me. So why why would I deceased deceased, deceased.
3: not diseased? Got deceased.
0: it. Deceased. Okay. Well, that it's still sending me. So as a way to honor and revere. Yeah, and I hate to like, fe- I hate to sound like a stupid American, but I don't want to eat any human food. I'm sort flesh. of offended
3: you won't eat me like you wouldn't even just eat a little bit of my ashes. No. Just taste a little. Like I wanna be burned. Can you just just a fingerful? Or just oh. make make use a little bit of my ashes. If I die before <laughs> you, make a little take my and ashes. And I'm pretty open minded. And make that into a tea.
0: <laughs> that reminds me of like um Remember when we watched Due Date when I was so pregnant and I was just yeah. like, I need to see movies where people had the baby in the end because I'm what? so vegetable. But remember he like drank his father's uh, ashes like they were put in the coffee mix because oh, he had them in a coffee kit. I mean, but it, that was funny, though. You yeah. Know what I saying? mean, this
3: is a sign of like respect. But also. All right. So we look at this funeral tradition and we're like sort of absurd or the cantoply. We're like, wait, what? It's an honor for people to eat that person. And at one person <laughs> at Sorry. one point. Uh, Joe interacts with one of the leaders of the Catopoly, and he's like, you smell delicious. <laughs> and and her you friend, who delicious. is part of another group of people called the Nod, they're like these winged fairy type of people. She's like, oh, that's a sign of great respect. He respects you. And it's made for laughs, but at the same time, I'm like, no. There's he an actual... You know, human tradition to people eating the people that they love. And I think we sort of like cringe. But when I do that, when I read about these traditions, I look at parts of our society. Oh, yeah. Like what's absurd? (laughs) Like we're literally taking up plots of land, land where people could build homes on and burying people there. Like that, uh, what sense does that make plans that we could till for food plans yeah. that we could have more housing for plant um, areas that we could, you know, make like playgrounds so kids can have a safe place to be or play, you know, like more grocery stores or you could do things with this land, but we're filling it with fucking dead people. That's absurd. All right. You want to talk about absurdity?
0: I mean, I guess when you break it down like that,
3: it's easy. It's more environmentally friendly to eat you're dead instead of burying them.
0: we don't have to eat them. them. We cremation on the say, table. I'm, I'm <laughs> saying we're, com- we're the American <laughs> you lost me at eating, We lost d- d- eating, yeah. We have an American tradition. We
3: have American tradition of burying people in land that think could that's be used. to America. uh the, well, I'm just saying the US, you know, where you know, we have this European tradition of burying people in like full-ass clothes. Yeah, like, that's what? interesting. Oh,
0: and sometimes and, and in some cases chains bury me, and- me naked chains or, and uh well because the burial is for the family and yeah it's for but it's i never thought about that ben i and this is what yeah good science fiction
3: sort of does but in this case i'm thinking of a very real um group of people the the worry tribe uh um, this is
0: yeah thank you for pushing my thinking on I, that because i I've gonna, never considered the amount of like clothes that could be going to people that don't have clothes or the amount of just like
3: Just more material, or just
0: how expensive funerals are in general. Like I, like some people can't even afford to bury their loved ones at all. Like that's insane, and it's yeah. yeah. So, talking
3: about, um, can I tell
0: you one of my favorite parts of the book?
3: Yeah, actually, go for it. Yeah, we'll do
0: that. Uh, I'm sorry that was I I meant to tell you, but so at one point she, she has Joe. Joe. Who's the human AKA the Green lantern? The human Green Lantern. Yeah, yep. she's bad bitch. I think she's uh, bisexual in the book as well. It doesn't she doesn't like come out, but you see her hooking up with like women and men. So she hooks up with this one guy. Alien women. Alien and men. Alien Women and Men. So she hooks up with this one guy who's like a member of the council and he
3: Nah. The council who sort of leads the the city of the enduring. There's like four people in the council and they Or three people. I think there's three people. And they represent each of the groups. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's three um, species the sentient AI, the sentient plants, and then the sentient, like, fairies that sort of are more like us.
0: Correct. And he's this beautiful guy, like, with, like, really beautiful locks. Like, I'll try to find a picture of him. But at one point.
3: Aliens coated as black. Wow. Look at that. Yes.
0: At one point, she sleeps with him. And, like, at first, she. Well, And he's not, like I said, he's not human or he's not a biological or a meat salad is, or whatever. He is a
3: biological.
0: Oh, well, why would they refer to him as an alien?
3: Because aliens can be um, biological as well.
0: Oh, I thought biologicals were aliens. Sorry. I mean, we're humans only. No, no, no. Okay. Well, he's not human. The
3: what the, does
0: biological mean then? Just like fit, like flesh, like
3: substance. So, oh, so the versus plants, like robots and computers. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the, sorry. the AI. I is, didn't understand A- that reading. The it. AI sort of refer to the Ktopli, which are the carnivorous plant people, and the na, which are the fairy people, as biologicals or meat salads.
0: Okay, thank you for clearing that up. Anyway, my point is that. One of her, somebody is in her ear trying to make sure she's like staying focused on the mission. And she says, well, The joke isn't even that funny now that we had to like put all these ramifications on it. But at one point, like the person in her ear is like, Oh my God, did, like, I know you hooked up with that guy or whatever. And she's just like, I'm just saying you can't trust him. And she says, You think my judgment has been impaired by alien peen? Yeah. I just, I, I never read in a book like alien Bitch, peen. I'm not gonna let this alien peen is like. Run me off my game. So there were some, even though I have, like, the cat memes or whatever I feel, like, meh about, for, for all the times I felt meh about that, I really appreciated the comedic beats of Joe as a narrator. Um, Like, you could really see some of the comedy coming out as Joe would narrate things. And then just her personality in general. Like, she always had, like, some funny, like, lines here and there. Another thing I really loved about the story is that, you know, every check, things, Every time we marked a new chapter or something, there were some really fun quotes uh, from, you know, obviously like real black activists. So there was one from Nina Simone in here somewhere. I didn't mark the page, but keep talking.
3: I'm just going to be a little bit nerdy. In comics, we don't call them chapters. We would refer to them as issues. So this is collective issues. Okay.
0: Well, as...
3: Not chapters, issues. As
0: we go from issue to issue, thank you for correcting me, uh, there are some fun quotes... Not fun, but like good quotes from real people outside of the comics. And this one was like, I ain't about to be nonviolent, honey, from Nina Simone. Yep. <laughs> so I just I know that's not meant to be funny. And Nina Simone was clearly a like a mogul and an activist. But just imagine somebody say, like, I ain't about to be nonviolent, honey. Like, I literally had a moment as I was like reading this and dealing with the late chicks <laughs> in my real life. I just wanted to send my agent an email, being like, "I ain't about to be nonviolent, honey. Okay, that's for MLK. I'm about to get violent with y'all asses. Where is my check,
3: well, bitch? Well, it's the the frozen MLK, the frozen in time MLK, a very specific point in MLK's yeah. life where he was speaking nonviolence, and yet at the same time, if you read, you know, letters from Bur- you know, letter from Birmingham, Birmingham Jail, uh, he. Yeah, near the end he was like, "Now, goddamn, that (laughs) that we cannot patience is no longer expected. Like we cannot." He he makes it very clear, and I think that quote throws in this the face of like black respectability politics.
0: They even had a really good Richard Nixon quote in here, oddly enough, where Richard Nixon was having a moment where he was essentially saying something along the lines of like, "People rioting and protesting is like, uh, what? Oh." A riot is a spontaneous outburst. A war is subject to advance planning. Okay, never mind. He was wrong. A war is
3: subject to advance planning. A riot is a spontaneous I
0: don't think a riot is a spontaneous outburst. Maybe I was reading too fast.
3: No, no, no. He's saying- What is he saying? He's saying that, so um, Nixon is, and I think the context might be like, the war on drugs specifically. Right. Um, oh, no, that was Reagan. Uh, I think he's, yeah, he's talking about the difference between riots and wars. So he's probably yeah. referring to protesters of the Vietnam War. Right. Who were but not rioting. Think... They were making, they were putting a war on the American government. I'm assuming Nixon was a terrible fucking
0: Yeah, woman. he was. That's how I was, okay. I, I misread this. I don't think a riot is a spontaneous outburst
3: yeah yeah it is it's spontaneous it's just it's boom. Not
0: spontaneous yeah I, I think a riot is like a direct result to like oh it's a it's an, it's an effect of multiple causes
3: right but it's fun bon-
0: like i hate when people like especially during the george floyd riots people are like well protests i should say protests um people are like well where is this coming from Well, this is out of nowhere it's like what
3: Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, like I see so. What you're so, saying. calling
0: it spontaneous and like it well, just
3: pops out of nowhere. Yeah,
0: yeah. The the nature of that is a little strange, but I guess in this context, Nixon was comparing riots to wars. Yes, as two separate entities. Anyway, so Amber um, loves you Nixon. No, oh!
3: Amber free, is a huge, Feel free to cut uh, this from
0: the pod. My my takeaway there is that like riots are not spontaneous outbursts to me.
3: Uh, uh so you you mentioned um these memes and you mentioned this slavery so essentially we're we're presented with this society that has no emotions but obviously like society Sorry, Got a meeting at Oh yeah. Obviously talking. societies cannot function without emotions. It's, Correct. and so what they do is there's this drug that um uh, I think it, what, what's the drug called? Switch off. Switch off. Switch, switch, off <laughs> switch off, which turns off the virus. And so what- it lets you have emotions. The, the government sanctions these people to take switch off and then forces them into these labor camps to like produce memes and currency and art and all this other things that are required to have emotions for. And so it, it made me think of like this- paradox i'm gonna call it like the don't ask don't tell societal paradox which is a reference to the military idea where like officially like you can't be gay in the military but we're just don't ask don't tell Mm. and there's this uh theme throughout like science fiction where you have the don't ask don't tell paradox for example in the handmaid's tale they're like drinking is bad you know, you know, partying is bad. And yet there are these very clear underground places where all the Mm -hmm. government officials go to, to party and drink. Like
0: this is something that's frowned upon that everybody does. Right.
3: So it's like, we're going to abolish emotions. And yet we're going to create this other part of society where you can do this here. Right. And so, and I, I think like, there's this whole idea of creating tyranny, but then we're not going to be, we're going to tear, we're going to, you know, terrorize these groups of people, but we're going to leave these other groups of people alone. And so I I love this book because it very much makes this clear connection between like American history and the current day. For example, like, you know, the reason that emotions are rid are gotten rid of is because um, these three groups of people were fighting with each other. Right, yeah. and like okay, we won't fight each so other. So the
0: solution is let's just take away all y'all's take, emotions, yeah. not actually rid so, the problems, which or, is yeah.
3: exactly what happened in yeah. you know post nine eleven. Forty five days after nine eleven, the Patriot Act is passed, yeah, which makes it easier for people to like get our bank records, to get our emails, just any civilian, yeah, right. Or and then and then you have another two years ago. The Muslim, um, I mean, it
0: feels very like the don't say gay act. It's like, okay, so the, like, do you think just not saying this will just completely erase that these people exist? Like, what, like, what's the end game with well, this bullshit?
3: Well, yeah. I think it's this idea of like presenting. Well, I think there's like two, two issues here. It's like one where you're, well, okay, so the first thing is like, um, with don't say like don't ask don't tell right is that there's the official stance, and then there's the and then the unofficial like looking away because you can't yeah because ultimately t- you can't tyrannize people from being themselves so you have to create you c- full complete tyranny got it is not sustainable right? Like, you have to yes. provide some sort of leeway, some...
0: But there's a level of, like, please just don't be your full self over here. Like, yes. be your full self over there that is still very fucked up.
3: Right. and th- But then people... But then there's this element where, like, p- uh, societies or governments feel that they need to be tyrannical because mm-hmm. if they're not, you know, something terrible is gonna happen, right? And usually... Which leads is to something result. terrible happening. Right. So, like, don't ask, don't tell is, like, okay, we're, we're gonna make you know, being gay in the military illegal officially, because if we made it legal, then everyone will just fuck each other. Like maybe even that's even though that's happening. Yeah. But let's you, let's say we may, did we didn't sanction it. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's not it's not happening, but it so but I want to come back to this other idea where like people are just completely when you're terrified and you do things out of terror, it becomes tyrannical. And we see this we saw this with the Patriot Act, right? But in some ways tyranny provides stability. And we see this in Iraq where Saddam Hussein was a tyrannical leader, but Iraq was stable. And you know, um so it becomes this like weird balance that which I think far sector is trying to explore. Like not I don't think
0: tyranny is a... ever good. Let me let me just <laughs> Like you can have like state sanctions on some things and not others, but like just straight up, like everybody is going to not feel emotions tonight is like, well, that's not gonna work. Like we're we're a diverse yeah. nation of people. Like it, it also it, nothing works where it's like everybody's gonna do this thing. I I believe, but also um, it's just
3: not possible.
0: And it and it's not like somebody's gonna just wanna I don't know. Like obviously there have to be like some rules and some structures, but
3: <laughs> well, yeah, the city <laughs> of the enduring couldn't be successful without people on switch off like it needed these farms these essentially she calls them sweatshops of people taking switch off to use their emotions to make the society run
0: all right y'all Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Side by Side podcast. Up next, we will be reading A Taste of Honey by Kai Ashanti Wilson. Again, that's A Taste of Honey. It is a 2016 LGBT fantasy romantic novella. So be sure to read A Taste of Honey, and we will see y'all next week for the show.
1: Bye, y'all.